Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience, and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's cast. I'm your host, Pierce, alongside of my good pals, uh, Schmitty and Jimmy. What's going on, gentlemen? I am sitting here looking at my fan remote. It's pretty great. Oh, yeah. Love it. The heat's starting to come on here, too, in Canada. (laughs) And uh, before we get into hockey or anything today, um, I'm pretty sure we kind of briefly mentioned it last show, but... uh, what happened in Kamloops? I want to talk about it because um, over the past year or so, like there's been hate, there's been violence, there's been racism throughout our human history. Humans just don't like each other. I don't know why we can't just all like each other despite our differences. But, you know, we see all the stuff going on in the U.S. with, uh, you know, the George Floyd shooting. And one thing I hate the most is people that are like, oh, Canada's free of this stuff. I'm glad that we you know, live in Canada instead of the U.S., we actually treat our people well, and it's just not the case. In fact, I would even say it's worse here because we actually cover it up. At least you guys, like, let it out in the open, you know, but, and it's it's so disheartening. Like, not only have we mistreated First Nations people, Indigenous people, we've also mistreated, like, like Asian Canadians in World War II, you know, like, it's just on and on, like, this government is just as guilty as the U.S. government, like what we think the U.S. government does. And to anyone who doesn't know, like, how we mistreat our First Nation people, like, I was up all night doing my research because I didn't just want to come in and, you know, say, just, like, spew shit out of my ass, you know? Like, I wanted Mm -hmm. to really do my research on it, and it, like, it made me tear up. Like, it's just awful, like, how we treat our fellow human beings. And 
the main thing, like what happened in Kamloops, 215 children, like some of them young as three years old. It's just, I don't know what else to say about that. Then it's, it's absolutely heartbreaking. It's disgusting. I, I really don't know what else to say than that. And not only that, but this is like, you know, this isn't something that happened like a hundred years ago. Like, it did happen a hundred years ago, but it's not like it ended a hundred years ago. Like the last residential school was closed in 1996, just 25 years ago. Now I wasn't born in 1996, but that was the year my parents got married. Like my parents remember 1996, you know, and it was only a few years away from when I was born. So it's still within a lot of people's recent memory. Like that was when the last residential school closed. And not only that, but there's something called the 60 scoop where, um, in the 1960s, well, that's why it's called the 60 Scoop. So um, child welfare authorities could take Indigenous people from their homes and could so like uh, put them in foster homes and they would be adopted by white families. And back to residential schools, what happened to residential schools were awful. Like the conditions there were terrible. Like they had to do labor. Not only that, but they were stripped of their identity, assimilated. They were raped. They were abused. Just like the most horrible things that you could do to human beings. And they were all children too. Like they would, they would be gone from a young age and they would be there for like a very long time, like 10 plus years. And when they, if they ever got back to their families, like they would barely know them. It's just, just thinking about it. I'm no man. It's it's terrible. It's 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 awful. It's it's terrible. It leaves you speechless when you read some of the stuff that happens. That's, that's like, yeah. Oh God, it's like <clears throat> it, I'm getting like real heavy just thinking about it right now. It's not. Oh my fucking god! I can't even and imagine this. It's, it's it's and it's horrible talking about it. Like, do I want to bring this up? No, but we need to bring awareness to this because yeah, it's it's not only you know i definitely each podcast we don't go into it why i talk about something like this but and this is something that a lot of people seem to turn a blind eye to willingly um especially those who talk about you know <clears throat> shut up and play ball shut up in xyz the reason that people use these platforms to talk about these things is because those people want to ignore what's going on the same people who want to ignore these things usually the same people who are perfectly fine with a government or a country of any sort shoving these things away rather than them actually being brought to light because these people don't want to don't want to have the uncomfortable conversations that need to be had they have to be had progress isn't made without without change and change is never easy especially when it needs to happen at this level. And we don't think we're going to solve racism overnight. And nobody thinks that nobody with the right mind thinks that, but all we can do is the right thing individually. And if that means talking about something shitty on our podcast, then so be it because everyone's got to do their part or else and, we're not make anything happen. And like, I'm a straight white male. I don't know what this feels like. <laughs> Um, Does anyone like consider this, my straight white opinion? Yeah, has anyone considered my straight white ass opinion on things? You know, hey, buddy, I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. But uh, to get back to things like not only that, like I 
I pulled up all the, the, the like the horrible things that we've done to our fellow human beings like this. And I bet I've even sc- barely even scratched the surface of what they've done to First Nations people. And there's something called the Saskatoon Freezing Deaths where there is called Starlight Tours where they would take um, Indigenous people, like uh, police officers from Saskatchewan would take Indigenous people, leave them in the middle of nowhere, strand them, leave them to freeze and to die. And it's just... And and again, to the people who think that you know this stuff isn't happening still, like just look at it all is. the murdered and murdered and missing Indigenous women. It's awful. It's terrible. Like, and you look at their living conditions now. They have horrible living conditions. I hate to to say it, but like, their like their income is low. Like they're more likely to suicide. You know, it's just it's something awful. people but, that I see a lot, and it is probably. I would imagine it plays a very huge part in the amount of ignorance shown uh, nationwide, both in Canada and the U.S. And that's the mindset that if it doesn't happen to me, then it's not happening. That's what people need to get away from that. It's something that I hear from people my own age, right? Like this isn't, and I think that I, I mentioned earlier, the avoidance avoidance and ignorance um and another thing people need to realize is that ignorance isn't just being dumb ignorance can be willful that's where the avoidance comes in and it's at a time in the world where we just want things to be normal again everyone wants to be able to go back to the store everyone wants to go back to their sports games to their normal lives. I mean, okay, clearly these are the two things I do in my life. I buy food and I watch hockey. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, but Same uh, here, brother. Yeah, but again, th- this is something that has to start with each person one-on-one. This has to start with each person at themselves. I can point the finger all day, sure. There are people who have done way worse than I have when it comes to this, yeah, but it's... It, starts with the people who haven't done anything wrong it starts with the people who can simply make a difference who want to right you know everyone says that i'm just one person Uh, what can i do what can i do and yeah you're not going to do shit if you're just going to keep ignoring it even if that's just as simple as you know i you know Behind the scenes, I joke about, you know, the uh, sort of virtue signaling that a lot of you, you see from a lot of neoliberal um, figures and supporters. But even if it's just as simple as putting a sticker on your car, man, or sharing, sharing a like post, what, what in Canada right now is wearing an orange ribbon for the first yeah. indigenous people. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's like, you know what, man, like if that if that's even just spreading the word, you know what I I I'd. I'd prefer that people do more than that donate to something do your research and that's what i want to bring up i don't which you did i I appreciate that a lot but yeah like we all have a part let's at least do something with it you know come on like be kind to each other honestly yeah it's like it's not that fucking hard it's not i'm a self-admitted asshole right we're all a little pissy inside, man, especially the last two years, man. Come on. There's a lot to be frustrated about, but there's a difference between having a rough day, being stressed out, and just being an asshole. Issues. Yeah, then there's a difference between that, having a rough day, and uh, 
doing it to somebody because of their skin, race, anything. Like literally, it's if you're going to if you're so shallow on the inside and insecure that you have to have an issue with somebody because of the color on their body, then there's clearly something going on with you. Get help. Like, I'm not even being like... No, sir, no, get, get help. help Actually, get help, yes. No, like, I, please be serious about that, because, like, that... Pierce, how dare you be serious with the racists? How dare you? And one more thing I wanted to bring up was that, you know... My, I was talking to my parents about this, and they did not learn about residential schools in Canada. I don't know when they started teaching it, but thankfully, I at least learned a little bit about residential schools. So it was kind of something that's been in my head for like a few years now. But um, we need to start to like that was again, that's just barely scratching the surface. There's so many other like not just indigenous people, but to like, again, how we've treated uh, Asian Canadians um, how we did not let Jewish people into our country in World War II. Like, there's just so many examples I could go on and on about. And I want to end it off on a positive note, how we can help change things, because there's been generations of this where Indigenous people have been mistreated, but we can be part of the solution. And I just want to read this. This I'm going to put a link to this. Um, it's called truenorthaid.ca. And if there's any other, like, uh, charities for First Nations people in Canada, like, like dm me them or like whatever like if you're listening to this and i just want to read this so how to help first nations communities in canada true north aid is one of several canadian charities and organizations that are committed to serving northern indigenous communities in canada although canada is a very prosperous nation sadly over 60 percent of children living in northern indigenous communities live below the poverty line and almost 20 percent do not have access to clean drinking water housing shortages continue to plague many northern communities leaving families in difficult situations and access to education continues to be a challenge for many first nations youth and there's a lot to read unfortunately but uh, here's how we can help so there's donate there's listening to what they have to say their stories um volunteer so helping out attend a first nations traditional like a powwow you know listen like Read, read indigenous literature, watch like indigenous film and television, just like anything you can do to support like their culture, mm -hmm. please do it. And that's, that's all I have to say, but I don't know if you guys have anything to add, but I, I want to see change. And um, if you think I'm, this I'm, is too I'm, woke, like literally turn off this fucking podcast and never listen again. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I, I, I need to kind of get this out. Um. Like a, and I just I wanted think. to say, like, I was ashamed to be Canadian. Like, um, we everyone thinks of us as this country that's like this socialist, like, paradise where everyone is treated. It's very much like not that at all. It's the exact opposite. And no. I love I, this country so much, but there's so much problems with it, unfortunately. But it's all over the world, you know. But I'm I'm glad, like, as much as it sucks, I'm glad that this wasn't just in Canada, but it's being brought to like international news. I. Obviously, I'm not from Canada, um, but I, I think this can go for really anybody in the Northern American uh, area, and that's that. Um, kind of going back to the point earlier, and just to kind of continue it, it, if this conversation makes you uncomfortable, it's, there's it's probably a good reason to look at yourself and realize that you have to be a part of this too. And, you know, I understand being apolitical, 
I understand that there, there's nothing wrong, I think, in general with being apolitical. Um, like, it's not, you're not really, you're not harming anybody, obviously, but you're not helping, you know, it's a mix of things. But if you're frustrated with people, you know, getting political, I'm sorry, but that's, again, it's pro- it probably comes from within. And I, I urge anybody who's listening to this that feels a bit uncomfortable by this to get uncomfortable. Like you said, go go study literature, go study culture, go educate yourself because you know what? Yeah, this is uncomfortable and that's because you are a human being. Fuck, if you feel uncomfortable because of this, it's probably because you have a heart, right? And you know that this is awful and you know that this needs to change. And deep down, we all know that we have a part. So let's at least educate ourselves. You need to right? step... Yeah, you need to step outside your comfort zone and put yourself in other people's shoes and how they would Dude, feel. There's a line, there's such a simple line that everyone talks about when you go to the gym. It's Is no it the pain, golden rule? No gain. No pain, no gain. Well, you know, you yeah. think that the golden rule, yeah, well, I don't think going to a gym, you usually hear the golden rule, but uh, definitely something <laughs> that uh, <laughs> keeps you everywhere. Um, but no, no pain, no gain. And it's, you know, it's funny because it comes from a very, like, you know, macho dude, um, kind of like place. It's kind of where it's going around. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of comes from that, like, uh, that kind of area, you know, the mindset of, you know, you got to like torture yourself to get better. Yeah. Yeah. But it is true. It's very true. It's a very true line for a lot of things. Um, and I, I kind of live by that in the sense that, if you don't get uncomfortable or how do I say this, you, you get what you put in, right? You get what you put in. So if I'm willing to don't, don't torture yourself, you know, don't, don't harm yourself. But when there are uncomfortable conversations to be had like this, there's probably a chance that they're beneficial and you get through this, these uncomfortable conversations, um, topics, whatever, but you can educate yourself right and yeah it's uncomfortable because look at i'm a white man dude like it was it was my people hundreds of years ago that did what they did to take this country do i feel kind of gross to have the same skin as them yeah it's it, it sucks but if you can't separate yourself from that you're not going to make a difference because at the end of the day your pride is much much less important than the livelihood of people who can't, well, <laughs> the lack of livelihood for people simply because their skin is a different color than yours. Your pride is much less important than you think it is. It's all I can say to anybody. Life is not, it is not that fucking serious, man. It's not that fucking serious. So I, I urge anybody who, who is, uh, I don't know, anybody who really is on the fence about educating themselves about any of this i urge you to please do that because this is much bigger than you oh, i don't want to talk about it and i don't want to be a dick and be like you shouldn't be on on the fence but like like i but at the same time i want you to go out and educate yourself take the time to read all this you know i just i urge anybody but, to i urge them to you know like i i mean i mean like like i said rather you be on the fence than to be you know than to be on the wrong side of it but i still urge anybody to please take the time to educate themselves and Pierce, I've, I've read about this stuff a bit, but if you can uh, just send me any of that stuff, maybe you could put the links in the uh, description here. Yeah, could, I, I yeah. read like maybe <clears throat> six different articles. And like I said, I, that's barely scratching the surface. So yeah, like just, atrocities the Canadian government has committed over the past yeah. 150 years. 
So, just send me all those links. I'll put them in the description. So anybody listening to this, um, those will be in the Spotify and Apple descriptions. Um, if you guys want to check those out, um, of course, there's plenty of stuff you can find on your own. But um, for what Pierce is talking about, I'll have that there in the descriptions for you guys. And yeah, I don't know. Do you guys want to get into what happened to the black? I don't want to be doing good. No, the whole dude, time. I don't. No. Want to do like, it. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. We are talking about the right thing, but I we don't need to spend an hour talking about this no, we can change right, the subject right. we are a hockey podcast this is a form of escapism <sighs> look it up when you're free time but guys we're going in circles right now we need to change yeah, the subject. We are. yeah okay Jesus. so uh, on to a way better topic uh the toronto maple leafs my Montreal Canadiens, the Toronto stop, stop, Maple Leafs. I love, I really love the fact that Dylan says we're going in circles. We're going in negative, depressing circles. And you guys go, oh, thank God. Well, let's talk about the Maple Leafs <laughs> game seven loss. Cheer <laughs> things up. Oh, my God. Um, I just wanted well. to hear you rant. That's why <laughs> we wanted you on. And we're like, oh, no, you're not awake yet. Like, I was like panicking. Oh, I'm like, if we don't no, have you on the show, it's not like. I'm the Steve Dangle of this show. I'm just here to to suffer for everybody to, to yell and suffer. Yeah, everybody's entertainment. Yeah, what is the show without? And before you start, Jimmy, part of me. What does is the feel... PJ's cast if not Jimmy persevering? Really. <laughs> and one thing before you start your round, I wanted to say was I feel bad for you, but I also want to go to your house and shake you so hard and ask what the fuck? Why do you cheer for this team? Why did you See, do this to yourself? I sort of get that. I sort of don't because you're a Blackhawks fan. You get this. You get this. You just Not really. What? No, when you're. Not really. No, 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 I don't know what this feels like. No, no, no. The idea that you don't just choose, you don't turn this on and off like a switch. When you're a fan, you are a fan, right? That's the thing with the Maple Leafs. That's the thing. Yeah, with even uh, Paul and Grace. Hey. Fucking cat, man. <laughs> but that's that's the thing, right? Schmidt, you were you were raised a Blackhawks fan, right? Yep, your family family loves Chicago, right? Yep, Pierce. You uh, oh, you wow. actually you chose to be uh, you chose to be a Blackhawks fan, right? You you yeah, are, but I chose uh, a good team. That's the thing. Shut Sheesh, up. tell them how it is. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll continue, but uh, I'll keep that in mind. Um, you chose to be a Blackhawks fan, right? You chose to be a Blackhawks yes, fan. Yeah. You want to know why? Because my heart was broken by the Edmonton Oilers in 2006, and I'm like, I can't do this. My little really? six-year-old cannot take this. Yes. So good. If, you know what? Hey, think about it. I. So am I a Hurricanes fan, like, by default then? Because if it weren't for the Hurricanes, then I wouldn't have the PJs cast. So yeah. I actually, I'm sharing for Hurricanes. Go, go Hurricanes. Go Hurricanes. Bunch of jerks. Um, You guys know that when you're truly a fan of a team and Pierce, you put it really well, this is years ago, but I'll never forget this. And you said, there's nothing wrong with being a casual fan. However, when you're a diehard, it's like a bad marriage. You just never leave. You're always there. No matter what, even when it's genuinely toxic, you are always there because you just love that team. You are a fan. Jimmy, a better comparison would be me with the Bears. That would do. Oh, don't worry, I'm getting into oh. it. Don't worry, I'm getting into it's it. It's the same type of thing. Don't worry, it's I'm that, getting into it. It's that you want them to do so well, but deep down you know what they're going to do, and then they do exactly what you think they're going to do. I've had friends to ask me. They're like people who 
aren't into hockey as much and they say, well, oh, so the, you know, what are the Leafs like? And I say, um, the Bears of hockey. Run over by a bus constantly. Bears <laughs> of hockey. Bears of hockey. Chicago Bears of hockey. The New York Knicks even? Nah, actually, the Leafs are a lot more like the Browns or the Lions. Like, the like really? Bears at least win a couple <laughs> playoff games. Fair, like, fair. But I also think that... Um, and they've won in the last half century. Like, well, the thing in terms is, of just... Know, in terms of being the butt of the league, you guys are like the Browns. It's literally just... That's... Yeah. Like, it, like the that. thing with the Leafs that frustrates me the most personally is that they literally... Like, and I think we brought it up on the podcast multiple times... They got gift wrapped a chance to the conference final with the way this league was set up this year. They were in a Mickey Mouse division. I will not hear arguments about that. You got to play that fucking Sens and Canucks 20 times in a year. And you have like these transcendent seasons. You have all this shit. And when it comes, like, I don't care that Tavares got hurt. They literally had a perfect 4 nothing shutout without him. That is and, and without Felino. So it I don't want to hear that they needed him. Yeah, Jake Muzzin went down. Whatever. He went down last year. All this is telling me is they have no <laughs> mental toughness. Talk about it all the time. And yeah. it's I I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed just watching as a person who wants to see Austin Matthews succeed because he's going to be one of the best American players to ever grace the game. But he's getting literally held back by this team. And he's and he's doing it too. Like it's not like he's held without criticism yeah. he was not good he was a ghost those last three games but at least he's given a shit like shit. yeah and it's you know there's a lot of we talked about you know the avoiding the scrums and avoiding the uh the media scrums i should say and such there's very clear signs of it in the outside um from everybody but it kind of feels like this team speaking of toxic relationships it just feels like it feels like a team that's just complacent and it's amazing to me because my brother was watching the game with me and he says Patrick Kane is over 30 years old and this guy gives more of a shit in regular season games than these 23 year olds do in playoff games yeah being a fan it's you know what like I don't follow the Browns enough, but I think that that is still – I still know enough to know that's a pretty good comparison. They had a playoff. They literally had a team, got rid of it. They won a Super Bowl three years later, and they never had success after that. Like, the, the team went to a rival team and won with that exact roster, and they've never been the same since. They are just now turning it around, and even then, there's still question marks, kind of like really? the Leafs. They won last year. At a they won a game, game last year, yes. They won, and they won convincingly. Year. That's what made me think, oh, maybe the Leafs could do that. But oh, you mentioned yeah, you mentioned that last podcast too. Yeah, this is the year of uh, yeah, I was like the Browns defeated their demons. Like the Leafs can do the exact same thing, and they just didn't have that extra gear. And you're seeing it with all these other teams too. Like you can't like I won't hear from anyone that like oh you need better depth scoring or something. No, you just need your stars to show up. Period. Like Boston can have a terrible game, and Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, and David Pasternak can keep that game close every time. Because they give a shit. Like Colorado, yeah, do, Colorado got their got skated out the building last night, five on five, and Philip mm-hmm. Grubauer kept them in the game. But you know why they won? Because their stars knew when to turn it on when it counted. McKinnon, Rantanen, Landeskog. Like I don't know why I am still a fan. I don't know, but there is this stupid thing that any diehard has. Any fan has 
and just that it's there's going to be next year, there's going to be next year. And I I can't say that I've ever seen something like this happen with any big sports team. It's definitely happened, and I'm not remembering it, obviously. But the Washington Capitals mimicked this very much in the early days. They did. At least they won a playoff series. No, and they won a round. There's nothing to compare this to. This this city is has always been this team, this franchise has always been the butt of the joke. And they've all they, they've always been the champions of failure ever since I've started watching them. Last ten years, ever since most of my entire life they've been this. And it's I don't even know what to, to add to it at this point. I don't know what to add to it. It's just it's just the same thing every year, man. It's the same thing every year. It, every year they they get together a team. It's gonna be different. You know, they have superstars up front, they've got depth scoring, they've got a goalie, they've got apparently a competent head coach that I've still yet to see being, you know, more than just maybe okay. And nothing, nothing. Like they, they, they've all, they, it's Adam Wilde. I'm going to quote the man and uh, I say it myself, friend of the show, mm-hmm. friend of the show, Adam Wilde. It's not that the Leafs lose, it's how they lose. And when you lose this badly, it's no longer just bad luck, it's a losing mentality. The losing it mentality. It's in. You, you can use the term. I've used it a lot. You know, it's in the water. Something's in the water. There genuinely is something to be said about the psychology of it, Toronto and what the, the mindset that it instills in people. Just being there, the losing culture that's been born there, and well. I wouldn't say born there. That's been growing for the last few decades at this point. And we're seeing it in full bloom now. They now, I believe they now have the longest drought of any NHL team ever. Not active, ever. This is the longest any NHL team has gone without winning a Stanley Cup. Nice. So there is something in the water, and it's that. And it's going to take, funny that, New Conjuring movie comes out tonight because it's going to take an exorcism and a half to get rid of that. It's not going to go away easily. And if you can, I'll bring that tweet up again. Kyle Dubas has put together the most talented group of losers. I cannot, like, I'm sorry. I cannot blame Kyle Dubas for a second. No one can blame Kyle Dubas for this. I'm sorry. This is an unbelievable roster. They lost John Severez. They lost Jake Muzzin. They, yeah, they lost their second best center, one of the best centers in the entire league. They lost their second God best center. God is defenseman. starting goalie for Trevor Moore in a third. Uh, yeah, dude. And that trade was initially meant for Kyle Clifford. <laughs> yeah. Like, the guy is yeah. Got to be good at doing. His job. He knows what he's doing. And you know what? Like the Marner and Matthews overpays. Well, Matthews, no. Matthews, Matthews no. is not overpaid. Mm-hmm. Marner, Marner, though, we all know how that went. And. I can't blame him for waiting it out and still sticking to his guns because Marner clearly was not going to take a pay cut. There was no way it was going to happen. His mind was made up. Um, his mind was made up as soon as Nylander held out for his money. He's like, shit, I can get my money too now. At least That's where Nylander, it starts. At least with Nylander, there wasn't media manipulation. 
At least with Neilander, he didn't end up taking. I mean, he did sit out for a month and a half of the season. That's about as manipulative as it gets. He just said, "Shit, I won't come. Pay me." But that Warner happened. Warner just fucking thing. Be, be, be a little child about it the whole time. Like I can't. That's the thing, like Neilander, like, the Dangle I, podcast brought it up last night. They said that like no one ever Backstrom never got paid at the same level as Ovechkin. People knew who the play driver was there. Nothing that knocked Nicholas Backstrom, but like. Nicholas Backstrom. There's a reason he never got paid the exact same as Alex Ovechkin. Nicholas Backstrom knew that. Yeah. I bet you Nicholas Backstrom knows, well, knows and accepts it. Mitch people really is, is, has got the mindset of watching his own highlights and saying, why doesn't everybody talk about me? Let's put it this way. Austin Matthews put his line mates to work when they were like, oh my God, uh, Tyler Ennis and Patrick Marlowe. I'm pretty sure he still almost had 40 goals that year. Think about that. Mitch Marner needs someone around him. His two best seasons he's had is when John Tavares potted 47 and Austin Matthews potted 41 on his wings or at his center. And, like, I get it. Mitch Marner is a hell of a playmaker. John Tavares was literally called a tapping merchant that year because of the way he was setting up him up on goals. But uh, well, there comes fair. a time when you, you can be a great perimeter player, but you have to adapt your game, and he hasn't done that. And it yeah, doesn't look like he wants to. Like, Nylander has. Fair. Nobody, nobody scores 47 goals on accident. Yeah, maybe you know, maybe forty-seven. Exactly. Goals. Maybe you can be. Maybe you're a forty-seven tap-in goal merchant. Yeah, but you hey, put David Camp there, he probably gets five. So exactly, like the, there's it's still John Tavares and exactly. it's, Mitch Marner. He clearly needs that, and as soon as Tavares is gone, Marner's gone, and obviously you can put him with Matthews. He's played mostly with Matthews, I believe. Yeah, this but, year it was all Matthews, basically. But the thing is that they don't have Tavares. They, they, the matchups become different, right? You can't put Tavares out there to match up against certain lines and then go and put Marner against different ones. You know, you putting 40 mil in three players or four players. One goes down, you're fucked. 40 mil in four, almost. Yeah, it basically it is, because yeah. Nealander's, what, seven? There's seven. 311s on there. Yeah, it's basically 40. Yeah. Oh, it's li- – yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost exactly, yeah. Like, and uh, we, I know people yeah. talk about it all the time because, like, they love to. No team and has won a cup. Like Carey Price is the first team with a double digit cap hit to win a round, which is which. I guess they're not counting the Hawks beating the Oilers in the bubble last year. <clears throat> but oh, either way, either way, either way, dude, it just it speaks it, for itself. Like, there's a reason the Hawks won all their cups when Taves and Cameron making five and a half. So let's put yeah. it that way. That's a really that's a really interesting stat. And in that actually, that I know that. People are going to get mad because it doesn't agree with their narrative, and it doesn't agree with the narrative that I usually go by. But it's it's there's something to be said there that you do have to take a little bit less, and you have to. And well, whether you do or don't, you have to be conservative with the money you spend around those players. Leafs have not, and that's the one thing I'll give Kyle Dubas a little bit of flack for. But I still don't but think. He has. That, but I still don't like, think he that, has um, put so much help on this offense. There's oh no, no excuse. yeah, but still forty mil in four players. That's and the then he helped the back end for for not having forty mil locked up in four players. He gave the team about as much help as you can. Oh yeah, no, he gave him way I, more I, help I, than Edmonton for sure. Like shit, like it's the Oilers the have no excuse. That, like they only have like twenty two locked up between two guys. It's not the approach that I wanted him to take, but this, hear me out. This should not have. He still put forty mil into four players. And like you said, he still has all of this around them. He still has all of this around them. This team on paper, this team on paper should be making at least the conference finals year in year out. This this team is one of Oh, that's should be the worst. 
That should be the least of your worries is winning the first round. You should be questioning if you should be mad if you win the win the second round or not every year, or the third. Like this roster is far too good, and I think that it. Everyone's been saying it. Marner has to go. He just he do, he does. Marner has. And then to you go. heard what Matthew said in the, his uh, closing interviews. He's like mm-hmm. he just laughed and he was like, "You guys have fun with that." He's not getting traded, guys. No one's gonna take him, and they're not gonna. I'm Marner. telling you, the fact that this uh, team's going to fuck up so hard that the best performers are going to have to leave to pay the price is actually stupid. Because think about it right now. Did who would be the two pieces Marner? that get moved on this team right now? It's did probably Kerfoot and Nylander, who were their two best forwards for the whole seven-game series. Wait, wait, wait. So hold up. Matthew said that about trading Marner? Yep. Said that to the media. I fucking, that was just like closing statement. I'm sorry, but like that, that kind of terrifies me. No, but the fact that you're laughing that shit off after you just lost in the first round, like, I don't care if he's your buddy. No, see, this is my issue. It says a lot about the team. It says a lot about the way the team's run. Also, Pierce, you've been quiet. You got anything to say? Yeah. No, I, I love listening to you guys talk about this, so I'll just <laughs> let you continue. I'll I'll just say this, but, oh, God. But it's interesting because part of me thinks keep the team together. You look at a team like Washington, it t- I think it took Ovechkin 13 years to win. Yep. Even Tampa Bay. 2004 to 2018. Yeah, even Tampa Bay, like they drafted uh, Stamkos and Hedman in 2008-2009 and uh, took them over a decade to win. And they, you know, they had their, their disappointments, same with the Capitals, even even St. Louis. Like they the had Kings so many. Do. Pierce. Um, like, Pierce. <laughs> but they won. Pierce. See, the thing is, they won. Pierce, how I don't many care years? what you say. How many years? What? How many years did it take Stamkos to win a first round series? It took three. them three years. How many years did it take Ovechkin to win a full three. first round series? I think it took three. three. It took Kane and Taves one. It's been five seasons. They've been to the playoffs every season. And there's only like two series oh, wait, I would just no, chalk up. To like, my counter. They haven't been in the playoffs every year because they missed it last year in the qualifying rounds. Facts. And, my counterpoint, and my counterpoint to you is how many years did it take Nathan McKinnon to win a round? Why how many times? Or? How many times did Nathan McKinnon go to the playoffs? Once. Twenty fourteen, lost in seven. Twenty seventeen, lost in seven or six. Anyone? How many times has Austin Matthews been in the playoffs? About five. Four. Technically four. Yes, that's true. How many first round series uh, has he won? Zero. I'm sorry though. Like, it's not his fault. Matthews fully. is the last guy I'm going. No, no, no. No, because like, no, I'm not go look at the last five him. years of elimination I'm not, games. I'm not He's one of the few him. guys that actually shows up. I'm not going after him, but Mitch Marner has was, eight assists in his last twelve elimination games. I no think, goals. I think that going after a single player and saying, "Oh, they haven't won," is stupid. However, what is anybody else going to look at at the end of the day? What is anybody going to look at with this team? Nobody cares. Wasted about. talent. Exactly. Exactly. And it and sucks what, too. I just, and I just wanted to add to that. Like it's it's I don't like my whole point was I don't envy what like the situation Kyle Dubas is in because he gave them such a good team. Like, like what did he do now? Out, exactly. You got a cheap goalie who was great. He was, he was arguably better than Price. I fucking love yeah. Jack Campbell. You got him for yeah. a year at that cheap uh, cap hit, too. Jack Campbell if, was apologizing to the media for that goal. Dude, I no, feel so bad for Jack so That dude did no. bad for this team for every guy. He every was time. saying he's, he's like, I led him the worst goal of my career at the worst time. I'm like, you know what, man? It wouldn't matter Where's the offense, if your team Where's could the score offense? goals. 
It, Jack Campbell deserves that. Jack Campbell's a fucking puppy dog, dude. Honestly, and I he's, mean that in the nicest way possible. He's the only ooh like baby. A... He's the only <laughs> ooh baby that matters. Well, what dude. about Mitch Marner? Mitch, Mitch Marner, Marner can <laughs> suck me from the back right now, dude. Sheesh. Yeah. All right. All and right. also, I I heard because I was listening to the Dangle podcast a little before we, last night before we started. Oh, I think we all were. Yeah. And um. They were saying how Malholtra like stopped coaching the power play at the end, so that was all Sheldon Keefe. Uh, um, that's Sheldon, Sheldon, buddy. Why the fuck is Joe Thornton on your top unit? He's forty-one. He hasn't done shit this all series. At least put Spezza there if you're gonna put an old fuck up there. The one who's actually like, trying. Why is Austin way, Matthews mean- in the bumper? Why is William Nylander taking the spot on the right circle? Like, what are these power play choices, bro? I'm sorry. Like, I understand. Like, this is this is something that I always wonder. And that's what do hockey men see that I don't? Because I for not for because one second would I ever would I ever take Austin Matthews and go, hmm, I'm gonna take this guy who and give him less when, space when given, yeah, when given the most when given more time than other players is one of the most lethal shooters in the entire league. I'm gonna put him in the most clogged up area in the entire power play. I don't get it. Like, John Tavares went down, and all of a sudden, Sheldon Keefe was like, Austin Matthews can do what John Tavares does, which he can, but not as well, and that's not his bread and butter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna There's argue. a reason John Tavares is in the bumper and in the front of the net of the yeah, power. I'm gonna he argue makes that, his money there. I'm going to argue that Matthews can't do nearly any of what John Tavares does. And no, they're Tavares, completely different And Tavares players. can't do any of what Matthews does. Like, yeah, like Tavares is can muck and grind, get in the corners, get in front of the Stevie. Let's go. <laughs> Need some positivity. Bro, Stevie chill. No, yeah, Matthews Tavares can get in front of the net. Tavares can take some uh can take some some banging and ruckus, some ruckus, some uh some fiascos up there in front of the net. Uh Matthews can't do that. There's a reason he's been injured as much as he has. He's just quite literally uh built a little bit different. And uh Tavares could never, and I'm sure he would tell you the same thing, will never be able to shoot the puck the way Austin Matthews does, especially when given time and space. How many people can? There's probably, dude, the only person... And the thing is, John Tavares isn't a bad... Matthews John Tavares anyway. doesn't have a bad shot either. That's exactly. Like, no, that's how it's good just, Matthews, Matthews is. is that good, yeah. There's only one player in the entire world that can shoot the puck as good or better than Matthews, and that's Alex Ovechkin. Yep. So uh, why are we putting him in the middle of the slot, the thing that the Canadians have taken away the entire series? doesn't matter too late they lost, but I'm still questioning it. By the way, um, this is I know we're talking about the Leafs, yeah, but I just saw that Peter Morazic's in the starters crease for the Carolina. Shut I up. don't. Brendamore. Oh, like, why does Rod Brendamore think goaltending is the problem right now? We just talked about hockey, man. We just talked about that, the confusing mindsets. And like, seriously, I, I need somebody to sit. Like, I, we always question these things on a podcast, a way that nobody's ever going, no. No hockey official, like official positioned person. That was a word, I think. Nobody in any front office is ever going to hear what I have to say, but I would love, I would absolutely love to sit a guy down like Sheldon Keith and look at him and just ask, why? Why is Austin Matthews? Shake him. Shake him too. Why? Like grab him and just shoulders. I feel like, why? Why do you think this way? And the thing is, it's not like just. 
him. Like every coach does stuff like this. Oh, like even Colorado and Tampa yeah. do it. Like dude. why? Why is John Cooper implementing a dump and chase style offense with this team? Dude, Joe Quinville was putting Mason Marchman on his first line. Joe Quinville is the second best head coach of all time in NHL. Jared Bednar's got Tyson Jost on the power play over Brandon Side. It's working, <laughs> but still. At least that will. I mean, at least there's results there. You know, you're not wrong. Yeah, I know. It's just. At least, it just shows how good Colorado is. Their their problems are still are still helping them. <laughs> their mistakes are still bad. <laughs> it's just something. But you're right. No, I'm not trying to discount that because you're right. You're right. And it's it's every. It's so funny because like every fan base goes, why does our head coach do stupid little things with the fourth line players, putting them in positions Everyone that they should not that. be? Why do they put good players in bad positions? Yeah, everybody does that, and right. we don't know why. It's like not every head coach is perfect. No, no one's asking a head coach to be perfect. But the thing is that their head is clearly in a much different plane of existence than everybody watching. Perfect example. Perfect example. Why the fuck is Robin Leonard starting game one? What are you doing, Pete DeBoer? Seriously, what what are you doing? Mindset there. Like, I'm sorry. There better be some lengthy explanation that has to like there, there better be something you know about Robin Leonard and Mark Andre Fleury that nobody else would know that gives you the reason to do that, right? Because there, there it better be something that I don't know about. Because if it's just oh I want to rest the guy, you're an idiot. You're you're an idiot, which I do believe Pete DeBoer is, but um even more. What so. are you, an idiot sandwich? <laughs> yeah, after you start Robin Leonard in game one, you kind of. You kind of solidify yourself as an idiot sandwich. Fuck that's name. And and it and it even it showed last night. It showed last night. I've really only watched the highlights. I was out last night as well. But um it fuck, just look at the score even. Like you don't even have to look any farther than the score. Look what happened. Look what happens when you play your starting goalie and not just feed your backup to the wolves for no reason. This isn't the regular season. This isn't the regular season. You don't. It, it's can somebody remind Pete DeBoer it's not the regular season anymore? You don't need to rest Mark Andre Fleury. Every game is do or die. Why are you playing your backup in the first game of the series after not playing in weeks? What are you doing? I you talk about wanting to shake a guy and ask him what the fuck are you doing? That's the guy. I I don't it, understand. It. it is just weird to think about though, because like every coach does it. Like every coach does something like that. I feel, Weird, like as, I feel like but, as fans, we I feel like there should be a segment of every media scrum where there should be one designated person who sits them down and takes a list of questions from fans. Like, so uh, this one comes from Stacy in uh, Sunrise. Uh, Joel Quinville, why the fuck is Mason Marchman on the first power play? Why is Mason Marchman? Like that would be fun. Like that would be so much fun. Oh, it would be so much fun. God, imagine if that happened in Canada. Like, I'm pretty sure that would be ended within the first five minutes. No, because... And now we go to Jim in Alberta. Jim, what do you have to say? <laughs> Fuck Carl <Paul> McDavid! <laughs> <laughs> Can't deliver me! I would, I would love to ask Ken... My, my question for Ken Holland would be... Uh, no, yeah, no, 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 no. We're, that needs to be a thing. We need fan questions. Oh, man, dude. If I could questions. ask Ken Holland a question, I'd be like, we does need McDavid need 200 points for you to buy at the deadline this time? I was going <laughs> to say, that was... I was going to say, my question is, uh, when exactly will you be contending in your eyes? 
So, so what do you exactly pick and choose to go for it? Like, what are you like? Yeah. What does he need to do exactly? <laughs> What's your criteria here, <laughs> like, like, dude? I don't get it. I just don't get Ken it. Holland, I, I, I are you are you super serial this year about contending, Ken Holland? Yo, Al Gore would be a better GM than Ken Holland. Facts. <laughs> Connor McDavid's having the best. Connor McDavid is the best the player we've ever seen. Imagine serial. you combine him, Leon Dreisaitl, and Darnell Nurse. We got <laughs> I would Mick call Dreiners. Mick Dreiners. <laughs> no one can stop Mick Dreiners. <laughs> and it's like he's he's like hoisting the cup after they won. He's like, no one took me cereal. Though look at me now. Look I got at me now. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. god. Oh my Shout god. Al Gore. We gotta get Al Gore on the podcast. I just out. love I just love career politicians and their self-awareness. And I love the fact that self-awareness <laughs> cancels out all the evil things they've done, man. It just Bill makes Clinton me so happy. I feel like Bill Clinton knows what's I feel like Bill Clinton knows how ridiculous he is. <laughs> Just the worst person to ever live. Bro, I'm like, sorry, yeah, I like, that was my favorite part of Hillary's campaign a few years ago. Was just watching Bill walk around the whole time. He's like, "I'm here again, guys. Like, go get fucked off under the table again. Who knows?" Um, I'm thinking about. I want to end like. Yeah, my best I know Schmidt. Schmidt, you gotta leave. Got his own money. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you gotta leave. I got. I know you gotta leave soon, Schmitty. So uh, what I want to do is uh, let's talk about the draft lottery from last night. It was very anticlimactic. Very. Oh, and you got your Seattle Kraken. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're in Seattle. That's right. That's right. I'm not in Seattle anymore, but I was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not actually Seattle Pierce. That's Dylan's room. If you were a real friend, you would have noticed that. But you know. <laughs> oh, uh, I gotta. I gotta leave right now. Wow. Not a real uh, PJS cast listener. <laughs> Well, I can't believe I just got that. Reminds like that. Me, no, yes, like, reminds me of uh, there was a string of tweets I saw. It was um it was when the Travis Scott uh meal was out of McDonald's and oh there was God. somebody asking about the details. They said um they they I, I think they said they had mentioned what it comes with and this so one kid just like randomly goes and he's like actually it comes with six barbecue sauces. That's what Travis likes with his meal. And so <laughs> I actually just and then the, the only reply is some dude's like, hey, you weird as fuck, man. <laughs> that should be the response. <laughs> oh my god. Like, what? Oh my god. But um I think Julia, our friend Julia, Julia said yes. yeah, no no She's speaking said, of Julia, like, you're that listener, Julia. You're that listener, Julia, by the way. You're that listener. You know how many barbecue sauces go with my meal. And I know you know that. So I'm just going to call you out on that. Dude, she said it perfectly last night about the draft letter, though. She, she said, I saw someone say they could have just sent this in an email, and no one would have cared. <laughs> 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 changed. <laughs> like, dude, it's so true, oh, though. Like, oh, like, that's literally funny. one thing changed. Oh, that's like, funny. You think, I feel like Anaheim's just like, oh, darn. We Now we just get the same guy, probably, that we were going to take <laughs> oh, it no. to. <laughs> we're going to get Kent Johnson at dude, three. Dude, I saw the mock Kent Johnson. Question mark. Three. Yeesh, that would be something else. Do we want to? Do we want to do a quick mock draft? The top fifteen. That's such a good man. That's like the banger sure. tweet. Why not? You should, you should I gotta leave it like one fifteen. Yeah, so. that's what I was thinking. I'm like, we get this done before you gotta go. So yeah, all three of us to be in here. We can do a quick right. mock draft. 
Hmm? Who wants to go first then? With uh, the Buffalo, I feel Sabres. like you should go first because Owen Power is not the going luck of one Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. The luck of Taylor Hall. Okay, I guess I'll go first. <laughs> the luck of half season. Luck of half Taylor Hall. You have the most facts. Yeah. Jimmy and I are just so who wants to go? Who wants to go second then? I'll go second. Oh wait, what? Okay. Yeah, Jimmy. Oh, we're just doing. We're just doing the order. Okay. Um. Okay. Who's Buffalo taking, Jimmy? Uh, <laughs> me. I'm in a game. Jack Quinn and Jimmy? Dude. Yo! Steve Conroy's going to be so happy that you got picked number one. <laughs> Buffalo <laughs> finally has the speed on their back end that they've been needing for a long time now. <laughs> this is the fastest team wheels. in the league Crazy. already. Oh my gosh. Oh right. man. <laughs> should we go who we think is gonna go with that spot or who should? Like I say we go with who you think fits best for that team. Okay at that pick. Oh, easy then. Number one, I'm going Luke Hughes, baby. Um youngest, like I think he's like a week away from being eligible from next year's draft. He has a ton of upside, great skater, big size, like you look at the the other huge dining quality, that creativity, that IQ, vision, and all that stuff. And if I'm Buffalo, I mean, who? I hope they don't ruin him. But like Luke Hughes, man, I if I'm I'm picking first overall, I'm swinging for upside, and I'm taking Luke Hughes, baby. I like your points; they all make sense. But I'm Buffalo, but, so I'm going on my power. Exactly. If, if I'm if going for the going, name that makes the most sense, which is guy with low ceiling. Yeah, I was gonna say if we we're going based mm-hmm. off who we think is gonna go, obviously Owen Power. But if it's me, Luke Hughes. It's Owen Power, Power, but I still think they're gonna take Owen Power anyway because they're just. Oh, gonna I do. I size. do too. I think they go Owen Power. Yeah. Yeah. And like I think that's the their. I think that's who's like. I'm just gonna. I guess I'm just gonna go off who I think they're gonna pick, and I think they're gonna pick Owen Power because. I agree. I I think that is personally. I see him being a great number three. That's what I think he's gonna be. But like he's more of a sure bet than someone like Hughes or Clark, but exactly. I just like and I think they need more sure bets than they do swinging for the fence right now. You know what I mean? Like there's a reason they took Jack Quinn last year. They took the guy who was scoring goals. So I feel like Buffalo is going to keep that strategy. Although, no, they're not going to trade down. Never mind. <laughs> no. Well, <it's>... power. <laughs> if there's any team that would do it, it'd be Buffalo. Backs. Any team so we're just gonna, we're give just, away the first overall pick and be Buffalo. So are we just going to switch Hughes for power or what? Or are we just going to keep it with my pick? My pick doesn't matter. Well, I just wanted to. I wanted Hughes to go to Seattle. That's why I was not picking him there. Oh yeah. I oh, think okay. I think Luke Hughes to Seattle just makes perfect sense. Especially if they yeah, don't get a number one defenseman totally. in the expansion yeah. draft. Like, is the expansion draft before the draft? Yeah, I think, it is. I think it's okay. Yeah. yeah. So if they don't get like. Because I honestly think, like, I've been saying it for a while that they aren't going to get good center depth, but now I'm starting to think there's going to be names there that we don't expect to be there, and they're going to hey. be fine at center. That's good, but... They should just take the future of their back end and then start the Hughes rivalry. and Because, uh, like, Vancouver and Seattle are already going to be a big rivalry. Might as well put Luke Hughes oh, there. Oh, that's oh, fantastic. I didn't even think about that. Okay, so then we want to go... So Before he falls one... to uh, New Jersey at four. So then, one, do we want to go power, and then two, we'll go Hughes, I guess? Yeah. Same? Let's do that. Okay. I, I right. like you right. saying Hughes is going to go one. He should, but he should. I just don't see Buffalo doing that. All right. That works, that works with me. Quinn yeah, Hughes, right. the only one not to go first overall because he's a fucking bum and not as good as Adam Bofus. Because he, he sucks. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how, like, that, 
that conversation has become so much closer in one year. I told everybody this league and its recency bias is insane. <laughs> and everyone Hughes, forgets year, they're Quinn pretty Hughes much a was, year apart. Everyone, yep. one year, Quinn Hughes was the, the the next Duncan Keith, was a modern Duncan Keith, which I still think he is, that besides is. Sam Gerard. Yeah, and then he has one bad year, and everyone's like, oh, see, he's a bust. We all knew it, guys. We all knew it. It's like, no, you didn't. Shut the fuck I'm up. tired. Like, <laughs> I just can't. I None can't. I can't and he's going to be good next year. He's going to be good next year because that's what happens. Like, it's so stupid. Anyway, I know. I mean, it's like season. someone has one good season or one bad season. Like, oh, they're good. Oh, they suck. I hate this. It's season. like people exactly. calling Rasmus Dahlin a bust right now. You're like, an idiot no. if you haven't. Look on his, you look you on tried playing on Buffalo's blue line right now. Maybe I'm a bit harsh saying that, but like, if you really truly believe that, like, you believe in your heart and soul that like Rasmus Delene is a bust. I, I I'm very sure you haven't done any kind of research because like come on, like you said, sometimes all the research you need is they play with Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Literally uh, nothing else. Like that's you don't why need to say All right, number three. You're up. You're up with Anaheim, Jimmy. Oh me, uh, Brant Clark next. Colton Pareko. Anyways, I don't care. Um. That's interesting. Where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> this draft is mind-numbingly boring this year. Oh god! Dude, they um, I think they were on the dra- they were on the they were on the draft lottery, and it's like this is a pretty deep and good class. Number. No, Catherine Tappen, love KT. She's awesome. I, uh, but she's so dude. I would actually love to talk to her. Like she's just so professional, man. She's so just like fun to listen to every time. Like one of the only bright spots on NBC for years too. I, I pray to God she gets picked up by uh, ESPN or TNT because like she has been wasting her time on NBC. Like over, over um, qualified by a mile. But um, the the one thing she said where I was like, oh, uh, I'm smelling a lot of cap here is when she says this draft is like as deep as they come or something like that. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> not so sure, Catherine. Deep no, no, Catherine. Mediocrity. I know you're trying to hype this thing up, but uh, I don't know. You could say it's maybe um, consistent throughout. I mean, I think that's pretty fair, I guess. But um, like in terms of like, you know, the amount of talent overall, I I mean, even I, even I know that's not exactly uh, the case. Who are you picking uh, third? So number four, I... Yeah. No, Brent Clark. Brent Clark. I think Brent Clark. I think Brent Clark. I don't think they need another defenseman, but I think that he's the best player. Dude, Drysdale and Clark, Clark is gross. That's gross. That's gross. Mm-hmm. That's gross. Yeah, yeah like that's your like. Degrees, you could literally roll, put like. You could think about this structure wise. You could have like Clark and um, Drysdale be your one two, and then you can just put two like above average defensemen on their left sides. Like you don't have to get mm-hmm. somebody who's like a stalwart, you know. Hey, get them like a TJ Brody type player, you know, like get a Mac Grizzlick, you know, look at Mac Grizzlick and Charlie McAvoy. Just put a guy who can play, who can play above average and slap them next to an elite defenseman. Exactly. You can do that. You so, can get away with it. Number four with the New Jersey Devils, I'm going to go William Eklund because uh, more winger support for Jack Hughes. And an interesting thing is he played with Alexander Holtz, another uh, New Jersey draft pick in, um, and uh, I believe it was your Gardens of the SHL, so I'm going to go William Eklund. All right. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets a five. I bet I know who you're going with, Schmitty. Matty Veneers. I mean, it yeah. makes the most sense. They need a fucking center. Like, and if he could, if, if Veneers falls to five, I would be so happy if I'm uh, Yarmo Kekalainen. Oh, definitely, yeah. He That's like, I'd be sprinting to the podium to take Veneers at five. All right, number six, Detroit Red Wings, Jimmy. 
Uh, Ken, Johnson's a, Ken Johnson's the guy, right? Yeah, yep. Ken Johnson would be a great Yeah, him, him, just that guy. <laughs> that guy. Okay, thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for the insight. Number seven, the San Jose Sharks. I will go Simone Edvinson, a uh, six foot five defenseman, skates quite well. Um, probably needs a couple of years, but uh, down the line, he could be a home run pick for the San Jose Sharks. So, yeah, number seven, uh, Simone Edvinson. Uh, number eight, Los Angeles Kings. For, uh, uh, Dylan Gunther put an explosive yep. winger with Turcotte or Byfield. It's going to be pretty good match, I'd say. Gunther. I also think Gunther could go higher. Like I could see a team like uh, New Jersey swinging for the fences on him or good something. Edmonton boy. Mm-hmm. All right, number nine with the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Jimmy, oh, the best pick. Here we go. Fabian Lysol. Ooh, they actually go for a good pick. They get skill. See, this is what I think they should do. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, but I know they're not. (laughs) You know who they're going to go with? Mason McTavish. That just seems like such a thing. So the Blackhawks don't get him. Jerks. Hmm? Vancouver stealing uh, our player again? Sheesh. Oh, wait, no. Quinn Hughes was a bust. That's right. Um, So number nine, Fabian LaSalle. Um, Number 10, the Ottawa Senators. I'm going to go with uh, Chaz Lucius. From the U.S. Development Program, great goal Dude, scorer. I Amazing really hope name. the Hawks. I need him to go to the Hawks, man. I need Chaz, him to go to the Hawks. Chaz Lucius is a. I found out he exists name. yesterday, and I need Chaz Lucius on the Hawks. Like, I will buy a jersey with his full name. All right, hmm. but that's not happening in this. So, number eleven, uh, So, hey, I'm torn between two right now. Because if it's if it came down to this, I think it's McTavish or Carson Lambos. I really it would just like depends to on what they really think of that back end. But I think Mason McTavish is the pick here because he could I, he could develop into a great second liner on this team. I would love and like him. we have the top end talent. Now we need to fill the middle six. So guys like Reichel and McTavish could definitely bring that to the table in the coming years. And I feel like he plays a little more hard nosed than most of the guys we have, and that could be a, <clears throat> a huge thing. To add to this team. And he's still got skill. So, hmm. yeah. Um, number 12, Calgary Flames. Jimmy, who are you picking? Uh, Wallstead, I think. Ooh. Wallstead. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick, actually. Yeah. Got, I feel like you, you plan for the future after Markstrom. Yeah, you can have Markstrom come and develop this guy over the years. Like, that would be fantastic for your team. Or yeah. for your. And you don't have to rush him either. Well, Wallstead's Swedish, fine. right? Wallstead's Swedish? I think so. Well, I mean, not yeah. to really. I don't think language barriers as big of a deal as it used to be at all. But you know, it's kind of nice to have a guy from there. You know, it, it, it never hurts to have somebody from the same uh, country as you. We saw it with a lot of guys in the Hawks. Uh, another number thirteen with the Philadelphia Flyers. <clears throat> I'm going to go Carson. Yeah, I'm going to go Carson Lambos. Uh, good defensive defenseman. I don't know how much he brings offensively, but maybe that's what Philadelphia needs—just like a shutdown defenseman who can play in their top four. So. Yeah, I'll go Carson Lambos at number 13, and that's my last pick. So, uh, number 14 with the Dallas Stars, you're up, Schmitty. Um, see, part of me thinks they're going to, like, play it safe and go for a guy like Sillinger or something. But I could mm, – I don't know. Dallas might be one of those teams that takes a swing for the fences on one of the older, higher prospects. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they take Roddy. Ooh. Because I think they're going to swing for upside, even though he hasn't been good the last two years. Even though I think Sillinger would be a great pick there, I think they're going to swing for the fences, and then Sillinger falls into the Rangers' lap. Right. <laughs> yeah, Jimbo with the last pick with the New York Rangers at number 15. Who are you taking? Um, shit. Uh, 
So I'm going to go out on a limb, right? And uh, I'm really going to reach here and say that I literally don't know anybody else. Oh, Take Cole Sillinger. I love that dude. I love that guy. Yeah, that big, big. <laughs> I'm really high on him. Uh, I, I, which one did? Which one? Which guy am I high on? By the way, which which guy am I thinking? Matthew Coronado of the Chicago Steel. You know, I think I'm a huge fan of him. You know, being right here around Chicago, um, I've gotten a chance to watch a few of his games. You know, I think he's got a lot of upside. Uh, he might take a couple of years to uh, develop, but uh, you know, I think that um, with the way the franchise is going, I think he's the right pick, and uh, I think that in time he'll uh, be a huge piece for them in the future. What's his name again? Yeah. Wait, what's his name again? That's irrelevant. Oh yeah, but that's, that's irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is his name going to score goals? Is his name going to score the goals? I don't think so. No, no. It's the it's, like, it's the logo. This, the front. this is crazy. It's you're name. right. It's about it's on the front, not the back. <laughs> Who do we pick? Does it matter? Like who exactly like, is? Uh, who exactly is expecting all these goals from these draft picks? Like, expected by whom exactly? Based based off of what? Like what? <laughs> like what are they even going off of? Based, based off who? Based off whom exactly? All right. So, what do we think? Who do? Who is our ideal pick for the Blackhawks at eleven? Now that we know that they're locked in at eleven. Chris Peters really did talk me into Mason McTavish. Oh, like, yeah, me too, dude. Me too. The, like the the way, especially since I started watching his film and the way that guy plays. I like him. I too if he's there. Like 100%. Yeah. I've watched a lot of, uh, I've watched a lot of uh this guy's tape and I think that he's really good so I'm going to go with him. Uh I've watched a lot of his tape. I like his game and uh I think the Hawks should go for him definitely. I don't know who that is but I think he's going to be great. Thanks. Excellent analysis. Thank Appreciate it. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for your analysis. Oh, yeah. You should no. well, you should no, drop the draft here. ranking I think. No, no, you know, just glad to be here. Thanks. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm starting to think McTavish might go late or like higher because he's a spender. Oh, his yeah. stock is shooting. And Chaz Luz just can drop plus. No, he's yes, going to be like Kakaniami, where he's he's a I good player who would be super underrated if he went behind ten. Like Kakaniami, if he went around ten, would not get the slander he does, but he went three. So you know, I, 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 I've heard no slander about Kakaniami. He owned Matthews from all. Yeah, he's scoring goals. He scored last night. Hey, shut the fuck up. Okay. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Stop. 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 Let's talk about him known, known leaf killer, Corey Perry, beating the Winnipeg Jets 5-3 to three I last bring this night. Up. I want to bring this up. The Toronto Maple Leafs made the wrong decision. They should have signed Corey Perry instead of Wayne Simmons. Stop. Stop. I'm not Stop. even kidding. They should have nightmare, signed Nightmare. Nightmare. Oh I don't care. What don't do act like you that weren't bashing that up. signing. Don't act like you weren't loving that. Or, sorry, bashing that signing. Loving no, I was bashing that, that signing. You're right. Yeah, no. First no. Shut up. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. As a, no. li- as a lifelong Habs fan, I love that signing. And I love the facts that we scratched Thomas Tatar and we played Eric Gustafson. You know, I'm generally a bit more of a pacifist in the sense, like, I don't think that violence solves issues, but Pierce, you more of are making me question. Okay. Because I'm a big fucking baby right now. I'm just crying about everything because I'm a Leafs fan, dude. That's all Sheesh. I do. All we do. No, but no, I actually. If, if Wayne Simmons, no, if they sign Wayne Simmons, he's doing the same shit. It's not. I'm not saying Corey Perry hasn't been good. He has, but I think that that's also a part of the fact that this team actually gives a fuck. I don't think Corey Perry does this on the Leafs because I think that he just becomes part of that veteran line and they don't do anything because this team has the mental strength of a grapefruit. 
How much did you die inside when you saw that Corey Perry got the game-winning goal from Eric Gustafson in Game 7? <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. So, anyways. Um, but, uh, I want to touch on something in that house. From this game. Destiny arrives all the same. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, Rudy, go ahead. <laughs> Mark Shifley's a fucking pussy. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I can't believe it. I just played my fucking cousin today. He's like, I don't see anything wrong with that hit. I was like, go watch the full clip, <laughs> dumbass. He was aiming right for his head, dude. I don't care what you say. Like, I got a screen grab. Right, maybe God, he went 190 away. feet to go yeah. headshot him, dude. Like, that's not okay. Like, well, he wanted to figure out goal. Was, put he your was stick being out. the whole fucking night, too. He was doing this shit no. all night, <laughs> crying to the refs, just being butthurt because Carey Price robbed him on a one-timer. Like, Jesus Christ. But guys, but guys, Mark Shifley's such a nerd. He watches hockey games when he's not playing. Guys. Nobody has goats. Yeah, he's guys, so cute. He's- He's so cute. He's an, shit, ooh, he's an ooh baby. That's coming from oh, someone who actually. That's coming no, from you, someone who really likes Mark Shifley. Dude, you were you were the shit. one who was you're the one who was defending him whenever like you know amongst a lot of uh you know oh Mark Shifley doesn't play that's, defense. I love his game, game, but I don't like game, that. Yeah. I've soured on him a bit this year, but I uh, I still like Mark Shifley a lot. Um, I didn't like him last night. Uh, I came back. Dude, I came home. And uh, yeah, I saw that Pierce. Uh, directed me to it and um yeah i've got a screen grab of it right here um please somebody tell me how this is legal please tell me how oh, jimmy he didn't want him to please, score so what option he, did he have and this is like tell me. <clears throat> you don't really have to even have played sports to understand this that there are just times where a player decides and this happens a lot in hockey i'd say hockey and football it's it happens. Some of the only two sports that it actually happens in, because you're actually given the free roam to do this kind of stuff, um, is that Mark Shifley was not trying to stop a goal there. Mark Shifley no. decided I'm you're going to hit Jake someone. Evans. He decided he was going to hit Jake Evans as hard as he could. And Mark Shifley's not a guy who hits, so you know that it's him. Just it's just taking your anger out, and that's that's where you need to punish these players to the highest degree is that you're not talking about a guy who, you know, went in for a hit and somebody moved the wrong way. Mark Shifley decided that he was going to injure somebody. That is a spoiled child mentality. The, I'm the perfect oh, I'm losing. I'm going to go hurt somebody. Fuck you. He did, you know, I'm sorry. Give him three, four games. Give him five. They're not going to give him five disgusting. games. You know, he's not going one. to. No, no. They're not. They're going to give him one. They'll give him one or they'll give him a fine. If we're talking about they're the not right gonna decision, find if it's the right decision, you're giving him five games. Because that's not give him five games. no, I know they're not. They gave Ryan not. Reeves two games. They're not giving him five. I know that's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. But it's the right. Cho- I, I'm just saying what I think is the right choice, man. So because, no, I, I agree. I'm just I'm saying. Screaming. I'm talking to the void. I mean, but it, like mm-hmm. it's. I'm sorry, but like in my opinion, you deserve a full series for something like that. Yeah. So you, you decided Freeman. you were going to hurt. Sorry, go ahead, Pierce. Yeah. No. So from Elliot Freeman, Shifley, have hearing is not an in-person hearing. Maximum suspension is five games. Yep. Are we surprised well, though? No, it's gonna be no, one because he's not a repeat offender. It's gonna be one. No, I'm like, yeah, and that drives me nuts because I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but like, um, I don't think that Jake Evans was like on the ice, and then like the med- yeah, the medical staff went up to him and they're like, hey, hey Jake, he's not a repeat offender. You're fine. 
He's like, oh, thank God. Like, oh, my head's so much better oh, now. Good. My head By the way, is, shout out to oh Nikolai God, Ehlers. For, shout out yeah. to Nikolai Ehlers for protecting Canada, Jake Evans on the ground. When everyone oh, yeah. else was in a giant Nikolai Ehlers, that was like, I, I, I hate when hockey fans look at literally any like little good thing and go, what class? What a, what a, what class? Class? no, but that but actually that was, is. Was, that was the one time where I'm like, that genuinely, I, that genuinely stood out to me and everyone should be talking about that as much. You should be talking about two things and that's Mark Schleifley's a piece of shit for that. So after and so Nikolai Ehlers is just, that was really like, you don't have to do that. Nobody has to do that, but he did it. And, I just thought that was really cool, man. Yeah. Well, ha- after that happened, there, you know, that thing. It's like there's no way to prevent just like the onion headline or headline where it's like there's no way to prevent this in a country where this always happens. And then there's a there's a there's a parody of it. No way to prevent prevent this says only league where this regularly happens. That's exactly what it is. It's just a shitty league. <sighs> what else? Best sport, worst that? league, as we always say. Did we? <laughs> Annoying. I almost feel like I should not even talk about this stuff because what what does my voice even matter when it comes to this, man? We talked about we talked about the indigenous racism with Canada and how you can make a difference because it all starts with you. And then there's like that's you can talk about that and make a difference with the NHL in their uh, safety department. I'm just screaming into the void, man. Like I'm just sitting here like hmm, maybe one day people will take seriously what's happened to me and to all these different players in the NHL. It's not going to happen, man. Like it, 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 maybe it happens after this season because of the outcry with Wilson. But I feel like we've already had this before. I feel like we've already had this before. I feel like we've already had these insane outcries, and the league goes, "Fine, fine, we'll give them some. We'll actually so not- them." And the next season, it's like, guys, we're we're good, right? You know, we're we're great, right? You know, I, I hey, buddy, I crashed your BMW, but you know, um, you know. Week's time, like, you know. We're still pals, right? Every, every day's a new day, right? You know, got to keep your head up. You know, just got to, you know, keep moving. It. I don't I don't know. And also, why the fuck is Ryan Reeves still playing NHL hockey? Ryan He's Reeves and Tom terrible. Wilson, like, I, I – it's funny okay. because – I am so say, fucking tired of Caps fencing. If this was Tom Wilson, he does dirty shit, and so does Ryan Reeves. That can both be true. We don't have to be like, okay, well, what about – what about ism? Stop with that. I was yeah, literally shut the fuck up. Yes. They're both terrible. You're I was just, like, you just like Cavs fans should just be so lucky Tom Wilson actually scores goals. That's yes. all I'm gonna say. If you're so be, lucky Tom be Wilson's actually no, no, hold up, hold up. No, they no, you if you're if you're Caps fans, you need to be thankful for three things. Tom Wilson scores goals, he's hot, and he's white, and you're lucky for that. If you didn't have any of those three things, he's he doesn't get to see an he doesn't see an NHL team. He's a bummer. He's a bum. He's a bum. He's a bum. Ryan Reeves is more of a bum, though. Because he oh, no, doesn't he do anything. No, besides he doesn't. just intend to injure yeah, people. but he dabbed. But he be a big dork on the ice. Yeah, he chirps the opposing goalies. He chirps oh, he's exactly the kind of guy you'd want on your team. No, I don't want a guy who goes to the box saw, every game because he wants to fucking cross-check people into the yeah. crossbar. I don't I want a guy who great. rips up people's hair. His, think about this. Think about this. His crowning moment of his career is scoring in the Stanley Cup final for Vegas' only win. And you want to know how he scored? He cross-checked he John cross-checked Carlson. Yeah, I remember that. Didn't get and tapped oh, in a pocket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw this. Crowning I moment saw... is him being a piece of shit and getting away with it. It's hilarious. <laughs> I saw this tweet. It's like, uh, this... <laughs> Ryan Reeves should never get suspended. They... Vegas should have to play him on their top line. 
Yeah, don't play the most on the worst. Oh my god! Oh wait, no, he won't even get to twenty-five minutes because he'll get ejected by then. Because he'll knee Ryan Graves in the head and pull his hair out. Oh my god! Oh my god! Man, I just—he's a character player, though, guys. Come on, he's just doing it for his team. Yeah, he has character. Also, no, and you know what? This is the perfect thing to lead off of from Mark Shifley because your team's down six-one and you're doing this shit. Your team was down five-three and you're doing this shit. Stop being a sore fucking loser. Like Jesus, Blackhawks ever do this? They do this all the time. Mm-hmm. The Blackhawks never did like, this. Keith Gandel did it five oh. years ago when Panarin got a hat trick in the garden. Took out his legs when he went for the empty net goal. And Panarin could have easily got a concussion if he didn't land the, if he landed the wrong way. Hey, you know who uh you know what team uh did this to a guy scoring an empty net goal last year? Max Petcheretti. Or what team yep. Vegas? What player Max Petcheretti? Max Petcheretti, by the way, who um you we all yeah, you guys saw that, right? The reverse hit that wasn't that totally wasn't him just taking his anger on Sam Gerard's head. Come on. Hold yeah, yeah. a uh, elbow. No, Vegas, like, I'm sorry. You can hate the Blackhawks all you want during their cup runs. Uh, they you know, were dirty. Cup runs, uh, right? Yeah. Kane exactly. thing, Kane thing happened. Kane thing dirty. happened. Kane thing happened. The only happened. time I think they ever got dirty run. was when Keith whacked a dude in the mouth. No, when Keith did. Keith yeah, that was him to Carter. That was him. Yeah. Keith that's did it. his own things, and that's disgusting. Well, that's and, not. That was like, apparently Andrew Shaw did Victor Hedman, which I think is hilarious, but. Andrew Shaw did Victor Hedman. Oh yeah, no game two. Oh, that was yeah, like a huge oh. article in Tampa. Victor had in one of the po- in one of the scrums was like, "Yeah, I got a bite mark on me from fucking that. Sean when we were in the scrum." And I watched the scrum, and you just see Sean go down like, oh, I'm just like what the I, remember fuck is this I, remember I remember that too. Because like, oh, the Hawks oh, knew man. what to do at the time. They had guys who hey, were annoying. Hey. They had guys who were pesky. They had guys who could stand up for themselves. They didn't have guys taking boneheaded five-minute majors. Like you bring that the up. One time it happened was Marion Hosa, and it was like the most. And Hosa was like the last guy you expected to do that. Yeah, like, and you could tell he felt horrible about it because he's Marion Hosa. Marion Hosa doesn't do things like that. You know, Hosa was trying to. I mean, you look at it like he was literally just trying to like like pace himself for going to the boards, and he accidentally pushed a little bit too much on Ham Hughes, and then you know, like yeah. it happens. Unfortunately, like when you even when you're a clean team, things happen in hockey. Like, that yeah, happens. And you can Especially have players who play on that edge. The Hawks had them every time they won a cup. They had I, Shaw, they had Bolin, they had Bufflin, they had Eager, they had all these kind of guys who literally just played that hard nose style, played on the edge, and pissed the other team off. There's a difference between having like depth players, depth yeah. players who play with an edge, and your top players like Max, Max Pacioretty being complete dingbats. Like, it's dingbats. Like, at least Boston does it, but like Boston doesn't do it dirty anymore. Boston just annoys people. No, I'll, I'll, like said, I'll give Brad like, Marshall Marshall back in the, in the balls like game one, but that's about it. <laughs> Maybe, that's, Brad the, that's not even. I'll just go bad. score a goal instead. That's that's <laughs> so much. I, it's, it's another. It's another it, thing. It, if you're gonna be a piece of shit, back it up. Like, exactly. I, I'm just saying. Like, yeah, I wouldn't make as big of a deal about Ryan Reeves if he scored 15 goals a season, but he doesn't. He's a perennial fourth liner. Yeah. And the only reason he gets talked about is because ooh, he's a tough guy. He fights. But he dabs. My he's character. Dabs. He's funny. He's funny. He's funny, guys. He's funny. Yeah. Oh my god, he's quirky. And Schmidt, you brought up uh, the Stanley Cup Final 2015. Exactly six years ago was Game One of the 2015 Stanley Cup Final. What a great game. And which Teravine and Vermet scored, and also that gives, game was uh, guys. How deep that game was in... literally like the change of pace because, like, the first half of the game was all Tampa, and then the second oh, yeah. half of the game was all Chicago. How far, how far into Caps fans' heads does Ryan Reeves live that he does something 
he does something and everyone gets mad at him for it. And then Caps fans go, well, you'd be more mad at Tom Wilson. <laughs> I know. Every time I see it, imagine if this was Tom Wilson doing that. He'd be suspended. No, he like wouldn't. The fact that you guys it. have to literally, say that to tell you how many times that jackass has done stupid shit. Literally nobody like, cares. Like, literally nobody's thinking about Tom Wilson except for you. Except nobody's for you. thinking about Tom Wilson right now. I promise you. <laughs> Nobody. I don't know why, because he's out of the playoffs because he didn't do anything. Bingo. Yeah. On that freak. All right. I don't know. Do you guys have anything <sighs> else to add? We can uh, wrap this up and, uh, yeah. Um, what games are tonight? Oh, yeah. Uh, congrats on the Islanders. That was a good winning game, too, even though they almost blew it. That was a fun game. That was actually a fun yeah. game, and I really did. Those were two. Those were the two but teams. The Islanders aren't a fun team, though. Boston's got something going possible. with them this year, though. I'm telling you. Like, Vegas the way they just storm back that game vegas and new york man i thought those two teams were going to get possibly swept um vegas vegas could be oh, still vegas yeah. swept and i'll love it in new york um, i actually new- want to see colorado win in six win the cup in 16 games now because yep, they've been that fucking dominant like boston was like boston was uh, honestly a bad bounce away from Probably winning that game. I mean, New York was really, yeah. ke- you know, keeping up with them in overtime. But Dude, I mean, Jeremy that's how the Islanders win. Like pass. That's how the Islanders win. <laughs> yeah, like it was more Cody. Think season. about it. Like yeah. the first shot the Islanders had in like seven minutes went in. Sound a little familiar? Yeah, but that's like Pittsburgh Nashville. Casey Zizekas breakaway too. Like. By the way, it was a nice Zizekas. shot by Zizekas. I would nice love Zizekas in the Blackhawks. He'd fit dude, right? I say that to Keegan dude. all the time. I'm like, dude, Zizekas would be the best third-line center on the Hawks. Dude, he fits perfectly in with the system, man. It's perfect. He plays defense. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, so game three should be interesting tonight for sure. Yes. And he missed the net by a mile. <sighs> oh, also, uh, Rod Brindamore's a fucking idiot because Alex and Delkovich is not the reason they're losing that series. Fix your fucking power play. That's by the way, got a call. Because, it was yeah. a call. On the day he got named a Calder nominee. Dude, this is really going to be like – this is going to be the series that sends Carolina into combustion because, like, they're going to think everything's wrong when in reality, Andre is just out of this world. <laughs> But yeah, Alex Delkovich is the best rookie of the year backup. I don't know, man. Yeah, Pia Suter should be nominated instead. Yeah, Pina Suter. Pina Suter over Alex yes, Delkovich, uh, easily. Yes. Yeah, but like, yes, sir. You know, I don't remember. I don't remember. Brandon Hagel scored that one, ever, goal uh, that one time. I don't, I don't remember. He didn't, he didn't ever, score a uh, hat trick on the Detroit Red Wings, <clears> from what I remember. First hat trick of the year. Yes, um, sir. Did uh, Pia Suter get? Did he let up a, an ugly, disgusting goal in game one? Uh, oh, I, don't I, don't I don't remember that. No, dude. He wasn't, even on the ice. he wasn't even on the ice. He wasn't on the ice for any of the goals in this series so far. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah. A low activity uh, player. That's You like that. You like that. Yeah, it's a good well, defensive set. So, uh, let's end things off. So, um, again, I just want to reinforce this. Please donate. Please, <laughs> please donate to... Uh, First Nations charities, like any indigenous charities, anything you can do to help out, and also get vaccinated. Keep wearing your yeah, mask. Yeah, when you got free time, educate yourself. Like, that second yeah, take some time and actually look into this stuff because it's it, it's going to be a little hard to read, but people need to know how terrible people are. Do you think that's hard to read? Think about the people that actually had people. Think about the people that went through it. They're exactly. Getting, think like, about the families that have to live with that now. There are literally people getting murdered because of their skin color. Then the people, and yep. then 
white people. And people like, just oh, bat a blind eye like it's nothing. But I don't want to read it because you know, my Mickey's sad. Yeah, but like, but think about how, think about how uncomfortable it's going to be for me to read about the people who got killed for the Yeah, color. and like, oh. I know I kind of came off as a dick earlier because I wanted to change the topic, but I was oh, just no, like, no, no, I, we, I understand, man. I was about to cry. It was, so we were getting a little too deep into it, and I was just like, yeah. you know, like, it's great I, to bring it up because we're bringing like we're bringing like eyes to it and whatnot, but um. It's one of those things where, like, we should put links in the podcast and let people go see for themselves just how. I think what's sad is that I'm so people. You're not wrong, Schmitty. I'm. I'm. I'd say I'm very desensitized to all of this to the point where I don't even realize when it's too much, you know? Because I'm just. Yeah, I. It 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 goes it goes through my head like a blunder at this point because it's just always. It happens every day, dude. And it's it's sad that people can't just educate themselves nowadays. You have you, people should not have to be reached out to to be educated and told, "Hey, go care about people." You know, go yeah. care, maybe the go fact like, that, like people get like shit on for having empathy nowadays is beyond mm-hmm. me. Just beyond you're, me. You're you're a pussy if you have feelings nowadays. Just I want to yeah. live in a world. I want to live. Oh, in is a it gay to have mind. feelings? Yeah. <laughs> is it gay to have emotions and be a human being? <laughs> Yeah, I want to live in a world where kindness is not viewed as weakness. Pierce, you're, yeah. you're you're too pure for Canada, dude. Get the fuck out of there. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna go there. You're I'm literally, my, you're literally you're not dirty enough to come literally, here. We're gonna ship you to like Hawaii. Stereotypical Canadian kid, and it's too pure, man. Good Canadian from Grand Prairie, Alberta. You know, yeah. But no, I'm taking my talents to Switzerland, where they know how to run a country. Shut up. Ooh, shut <laughs> out of here. We're going to, we're going to yeah, Finland. Go to Finland. Oh, There's yeah. no racism there. They're perfectly fine. No. Blend right in. They're all blonde. Yeah. Sweden's all blonde. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah they're, they're, so, they're so healthy that they don't even bring people of color in to be racist to. Come on now. <laughs> Oh, okay, we're ending this podcast. Jesus. Okay, yeah. So educate educate yourself on uh indigenous people, get vaccinated, wear a mask, and uh enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one, folks. Cody CC shoots and he misses that up by a mile.